0: Brother Brandon and the youth, we're going to take a little time in the service tonight, and so I'm going to be brief tonight. I'm not going to be long. I'm not going to preach long. At least I don't think I am. And we're going to do what the Lord says to do. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're going to be long tonight. We're not going to be lengthy tonight. Super simple. 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 Simple tonight. I'm just going to give you two points tonight. Really, not really. Not even going to give you points tonight. Uh, just two major points. I have 75 other subpoints, but other than that, I, that's, that's all. And uh, I'm, I am teasing you. I'm not at all. Luke chapter 19. And man, it was great to be back in God's house this morning, and I sure enjoyed preaching, and I sure thank you for being some of the greatest listeners. Luke 19, when you find your place, let's all stand tonight out of respect for the reading of God's Word. I will be simple. I will be short tonight. But man, what an important message I want you to hear tonight. Uh, I hope you'll get this this evening. Luke 19, we're going to begin in verse number 11, and we're going to read down through at least verse number 26 tonight. Luke Luke 19, Luke 19, and verse number 11. The Bible says, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, And to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. I want you to notice in a very special way, verse 15. The Bible says, And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, Then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, Thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin, or a handkerchief. That's what, that's the idea of there. For I fear thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou take us up that thou laidest not down and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, out of thine own mouth while I judge thee, thou wicked servant, thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down and reaping that I did not sow. And as you paid special close attention to verse 15, I want you to pay special close attention to verse number 23. Wherefore then, gavest not thou my money into the bank that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. It's our word for interest. And he said unto him that stood by, take from him the pound and give it to him that hath 10 pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath 10 pounds. For I say unto you that unto everyone which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not even thateth shall he be taken away, or shall be taken away from him. You may be seated tonight. And just for a, a few moments tonight, I want to talk to you about investment and interest. Maybe not the type of investment that you would think about. I'm not talking about the stock market tonight. Although... This would be the spiritual version of that. But I want to talk to you about investment and interest. I wonder tonight, are you making an investment? Are you causing there to be some interest in your Christian life? And I hope by the time we get done with this message tonight, you'll be able to say absolutely, or at least I'm, I'm getting ready to. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll jump right into the Bible study tonight. Father, we thank you for the wonderful day you've given us at Calvary. And God, we're so grateful for the privilege to be back here tonight. God, thank you for what you did this morning. Thank you for what you did this week. Thank you for saving. Thank you for challenging hearts. Thank you for encouraging me this morning. And God, I pray now that you'll bless our our time together around your word tonight. Oh, God in heaven, we need you tonight. God, we've got to have you tonight. I pray that you're Precious Holy Spirit would flow like water in this place tonight. God, breathe on us tonight. God, we've got to have you. We need more than a sermon. God, we need more than a service. God, we need a touch tonight. Lord, it's very possible there could be somebody even in this crowd and others tonight watching by way of live stream. God, if they don't get something tonight, Lord, they may not make it. And so, Father, save that one that's lost and encourage those that are saved. And I sure pray for your power and your blessing tonight. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, we pray and for his sake, amen and amen. And here in Luke chapter 19, we see three servants. Each of these servants were given a gift while the master went away To obtain a kingdom. Well it's a picture of course. It's a picture. It's a picture of our Lord. Our master. As he has went away to prepare us a kingdom. Boy I'm so glad. Aren't you glad. That John chapter 14 promises us. That Jesus has went away. To prepare us a place. And that one of these days. He's going to receive us. To that place. Those of you who are redeemed. We notice here that before. The master left. Before the Lord left. We notice that our Bible says that he gave each of his servants a certain amount of money. A gift of sorts. Ten pounds. The Bible records it as ten pounds. One scholar said that this ten pounds was equal to that of three months' salary. And so he got his three servants together, and to each of those servants he gave a different amount. Now again, very, very simple thought tonight that I want to give you. Just two thoughts, really. How about this? Number one, we notice that two of these servants made investments. They took the gift that had been entrusted to them and they traded. Or what we would call they diversified their gift. Look at it in your Bibles, if you will, tonight. Luke chapter 19 and verse number 15. The Bible says that it came to pass that when he was returned... Having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading, by investing, by diversifying. Then came the first thing Lord, thy pound hath gained 10 pounds. In other words, Lord, I, I, I invested your gift while you've been away uh, gaining your kingdom, I invested your gift. And he said, your gift has gained dividends. That's what he's saying. Your, your gift has gained 10 pounds. They took their gift and they spread their gift around where it literally began to impact others. Other people began to buy into their gift. Uh, it began to impact the lives of others. Other people begin to contribute to this investment. Now I want to say tonight, Calvary, that God has given every single person in this room tonight a gift. Now I want you to, I want to get our, our Bibles in on this tonight. So I want you to take your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12. Hold your place at Luke 19. We'll go back there in just a moment. But Romans chapter 12 in your Bibles this evening. And look if you will please at verse number 4. Romans 12 and verse number 4. Now, as sure as I'm... Here tonight, there's somebody that says, "Preacher, not me." You don't, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking about. I mean, uh, preacher, you have a gift, and uh, and uh, brother Brandon has a gift, and uh, brother Townsend we saw on the screens got a gift, and but I don't have a gift, and I want I want you to understand something. Like, whoever you are, wherever you come from, how matter, I, I, no matter how rich or how poor or how educated or uneducated, I'm just telling you tonight that God has given you some type of a gift. Oh, yeah. Your master has entrusted to you a gift. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse number four. The Bible says, for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. Look what he says here. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, again, what's Paul saying? Paul is saying to these people that God, the Holy Spirit, has given you a gift. I want you to turn over just a few more pages to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, just a few pages to the right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And look, if you will, please, at verse number 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7. Now watch closely, church. There's a young person in here tonight. You say, preacher, I don't think I'll ever do anything for God. Please understand, God has given you a gift. You may not know what it is yet. You may not have discovered it yet, but I just want you to know something. God wants to use you in a big way tonight. Oh, but you say, preacher, you don't know my testimony. I came from a broken home, broken home or not. God wants to use you greatly you're here tonight, you say, preacher, you don't understand the skeletons I have in my closet. You don't understand my background. You don't understand my past. You don't understand I've got a record. You don't understand. You don't understand. I'm just telling you, I may not understand everything about you, but I do understand the Word of God. And if I understand my Bible uh, correctly, and I believe I do, that God, whoever you are, whatever your your, your skin color may be, whatever your social status may be, there is a great big God in heaven that has given you a And he wants you to use that gift. Look what he says. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to... What's the next two words? Every man. Every man. To profit with all. In other words, God has given you something that he wants you to invest for the kingdom of God. For, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to... Every man to profit prophet with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same Spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. Listen to me now. God has given every single one of you, he's given you a gift. Here's my question. Are you diversifying? Here's the question I want to ask you tonight. Are you trading your gift? Are you using your gift tonight to impact the lives of other people? To affect the the, the lives, to affect other lives for the cause of Jesus Christ. Oh, you said, preacher, preacher, I don't have a gift. Sure you do. Ask your question. Those of you tonight, God, some of you, God has given you the gift of a voice. You can sing. Uh, Miss Amy done a great job singing tonight. And by the way, how many knows that sometimes you just can't improve on those old hymns? Man, as soon as she started singing, I thought, whoa, this got power on it right here. It is well with my soul. And there's some of you here tonight God has given you the gift of a voice. Man, you can sing. Now, others of us, others of us, we can't carry a tune in a bucket. But I would just encourage you, encourage you, bring your bucket. Amen. Just bring your bucket. And aren't you glad that the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hey, wasn't it great? Wasn't it great Wednesday night when Brother Michael blessed us Wednesday night? Hadn't sang in years and years. And sang a special night. Boy, it blessed some people. Now, you know what? Some of you, God has given you a voice. That's your gift. Ask a question. Are you investing it? Are you you trading that gift for the cause of Jesus Christ? Some of you tonight, God has given you the ability to speak. Uh, others, Others of you, you're timid and shy and and, and when you get up in front of a crowd, you want to suck your thumb. And you you know, you know want to put a paper bag over your head. and, and uh, But others of I mean, you, are not like that. You know what? You're comfortable in front of a crowd. You're comfortable speaking. You're comfortable teaching a class. You're comfortable preaching in a prison. You're comfortable preaching in a nursing home. You're comfortable teaching the Word of God. And God has given you a gift, the gift of speaking in front of other people. And I ask you a question tonight. Are you investing that gift for the cause of Jesus Christ. Some of you here tonight, God's given you the gift of interaction with people. You're just good at it. I mean it, really. Now I told you, y'all, you want something deep, come back another night, alright? Tonight you're not going to get it. Tonight's just fast food, alright? But I'm, you know what? Listen, there are some of you, God has given you a gift of interaction with people. You know what I love on Sunday morning? Honestly, I love to just stand back in the shadows and watch our hospitality team at work. I don't have to be shaking hands. I do because I enjoy doing it, but I don't have to be. I just like to stand back and watch. It is, I'm telling you, man, it is awesome. It's wonderful. When we were, when we were overhauling our, our hospitality team one of the things we asked, we asked Miss Beverly and we asked Miss Heather if they was sort of, you know what? We wanted them to sort of be in charge of families. When we saw a family come in with little kids and young, young children, we wanted them to sort of, you know, that, that's who we wanted to be on their radar. We wanted them to watch for those young families. You know what, man? I'm going to tell you what. It has been such a blessing to just stand back and watch and how many know what a blessing? We've had so many young families that have been visiting the church. And it is such a blessing just to stand back and watch those young families come in with young children. And to watch Miss Beverly, and watch Miss Heather go over there and greet them and welcome them. And, and tell them about our child care. And, uh, and uh, this is all I'm saying. God has given you a gift. Are you investing that gift? Others of you, God's given you the gift of organization. And administration. Some of you here tonight, God's giving you the gift of playing an instrument. I wish I had that gift. Man, we had Brother Scott call just a couple of weeks ago. I love him. But I hate him. Amen. <laughs> you know, the guy's so doggone talented. I mean, preach like a ball of fire. And then he can get up and play about everything. I mean, put a guitar in his hand, he can play that. Put him behind the piano, he can play that. I mean, about every instrument you put in his hand, he can play it. And just so, you know what, just just so talented. And if you're here tonight and God has given you the gift of playing an instrument, you know what, you ought to be investing that gift for the cause and the glory of Jesus Christ. Now, what do you mean? Listen, you ought to be playing. You ought to be playing. Man, you ought to be practicing with people to sing a special in the church. You ought to be playing before the service or after the service or during the service or you ought to be going to your brother Brandon and say, Brandon, uh, can I play for something? Can I play for the youth choir? Can I play uh, for a special that y'all want to sing? Uh, well, you say, uh, yeah, but, but preacher Miss Tammy, you know, she's in place and Miss Gay is in place. over here." But yeah, but both of these ladies, did you know that both of these, aren't you glad, and by the way, it's not like this in every church, aren't you glad that at Calvary Baptist Church, this is not Miss Tammy's piano? And by the way, it's not. You know why I say that? Because there are some churches that you walk in, and their attitude is, you're welcome here. But do not come in my little space. Don't touch my piano. I going to tell you something, sis. That ain't your piano. And furthermore, this ain't your church. This is God's church. My wife and I have already had this conversation. And she's told me, I don't know how many times, honey, I'll be glad to slide out of the way if others want to use their gift for God's glory. Now, again, I'm just saying this. Listen, if you're here tonight and God has blessed you with the gift of playing an instrument, and you're not using that gift. You know what? You're not investing. You're, you're not investing. You're here tonight. Some of you, God has given you the gift of funding the work of God. We have some folks like that in our church. We have a few folk in our church. They just have the Midas touch. It just seems like everything they touch turns to gold. I'm going to be honest. I've never had that problem in my life. Daddy taught us to work hard. I've tried to work hard. But but there's a few, you know what that is? That's a gift. Absolutely it is. And God's blessed some of our people generously. And I'm so glad to tell you that some of those folks are investing their gift. And they're using that gift to fund the work of God. I could not give you this illustration two months ago. But I didn't give it to you tonight. A few weeks ago, Ed Peavy went to heaven. God called Ed away. I loved old Ed. He was a blessing, wasn't he? Ed always scared me to death. He was in his 80s, but we'd have a work day and he worked like a 16-year-old. I mean, there were times I'd say, Ed, man, Ed, take it easy, bro. I mean, you know, I mean, he really scared me. But that's how Ed did. Ed just attacked everything. I mean, and, uh, but uh, you know what, Ed, uh, and I, and, I, and I, don't, I don't think Ed will mind me giving you this illustration. And, and, and if he does, then, you know, what well, we'll take it up in heaven one of these days. And, uh, but Ed had done well. Ed had done well financially. He had had a good career. He retired early. Had, God had just really blessed him. Financially, God had blessed him. Listen, I'm about to tell you. But I can tell you this about Ed Peavy. Ed decided when he got saved, and I believe Ed really got saved. When Ed got saved, Ed Peavy decided to make an investment. And about once a month, I could count on this. Ed Peavy would come to me. It's all right, preacher. What's our needs? About once every four weeks, I could guarantee Ed was going to look me up. I didn't look him up, he looked me up. He'd say, All right, Pastor. What's our needs? All right, preacher, what family at Calvary is having a hard time? Okay, preacher, who can't pay their bills right now? All right, preacher, what do you need? And you know what? From time to time, I'd say, Ed, there's a family, so-and-so, such-and-such family, and they're having a little bit of a hard time, and he'd say, all right, I'll have you check tonight. Or he'd say, I'll have you check Wednesday. And sure enough, just like clockwork. Now, you know what? If Ed was alive and he knew I was saying this, he would cloud up and rain all over me. In fact, he told me, don't you tell anybody. Preacher, don't you tell anybody. You see where I'm going with this? Ed decided to make an investment. Maybe you're here tonight and God has given you the gift of being able to clean and maintain the house of God. I love it, man, after the service. I love watching our maintenance team Just go at it. It's it's exciting. Man, as I'm back there shaking hands and to see our folks just, man, they've got dust mops out and vacuum cleaners. And, man, they're just cleaning. I love, 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 love. I'm not trying to single people out tonight, but I love to watch Miss Letty and Miss Harriet. I'll be up there shaking, still shaking hands, and I'll see Miss Harriet, and I'll see this lady up here. Man, they're just going back and forth with those dust mops, and they're up here dusting, and they're up here arranging stuff, and, and uh, man, they're shining the piano up and, and, and all that. Now, now, you say, preacher, wh- wh- where are you going with this? I'm just saying this. You know what they decided to do? I'm going to make an investment with the gift that God has given to me. There's some of you here tonight. God's given you an amazing testimony ask you a question are you investing your gift some of you came from a rough background god saved you out of a rough background are you investing it gods turned you around god saved you god sanctified you god set you apart are you using that gift are you are you diversifying are you investing that gift weeks and weeks ago as we were Coming close to finishing, in fact, we had, we had finished the book, the new book on Revelation. And I reached out to Miss Chrissy, Miss Chrissy Stewart, and I said, Chrissy, I said, would you consider editing, I've got a new book coming out, I said, would you consider editing the book? I didn't know what she'd say, because it's a lot of work. And she said, preacher, I, I'd love to, I'd be honored to. And so my wife and I, we loaded up everything, loaded up my laptop, and, and we went over to Tim and Christy's house, and, and uh, I dropped all that stuff off, and Miss Christy began to go through that. And she began to edit the book, and I, I just can't say how much I appreciate that. She put my commas in the right place and my semicolons in the right place, and, uh, and, and I told my wife a few weeks into that, I said, you know what I hope's gonna happen? I said, I'm hoping because Miss Chrissy has an amazing testimony. You'll get to hear it. And I told my wife, I said, I'm hoping that her editing this book will convince her to write her own. It was just a few weeks later, Miss Chrissy reached out to Miss Tammy, and she said, thank y'all for having confidence in me. I just want to let you know, I've started on my own book. And by the way, that book's already went to the editor. She's a lot faster than I am, folks. And uh, and wait a minute now, wait a minute now. What are you saying? I'm saying she's going to use her gift. She's investing her gift to impact other people. My dad is one of the hardest working men I've ever met. He really is. And dad Dad knew how to work. And thank God dad invested that into me and into my siblings. And now that investment is impacting you and it's impacting people all over the world. There's a few of you here tonight that are seated here. You invested into a little kid by the name of Zach and Amber. Little Amber Brown. You remember little Amber? Not all of you do, but you older folks do. Little Amber running around, beep popping around the, the old church down here. And some of you invested into Zach's life. You invested into Amber's life. By the way, it had, a, it had an impact. Right. It did. It had an impact. And I guarantee you, some of the people that I'm preaching to tonight, you're thinking, preacher, I'm not very gifted. But you, did. you at least invested your gift. And guess what? It's reaping some Dividends. The other day we were watching the broadcast, and all the way in Los Angeles, California, Brother Zach's preaching, and I heard Brother Zach say, and he put it up on the screen. He said, "This Mike Horn said." I said, "Wow! Mike Horn's voice is being heard all the way in Los Angeles, California." Do you know there some of you here tonight? You know what you made? A, you made an investment, and that investment is reaping dividends all the way in California. There's uh, others of you here tonight. You made an investment into a, a little boy by the name of Jacob Scott. And tonight, that investment's reaping dividends. My wife and I flew into Denver, Colorado just the other day. And some of you made an investment into a young boy by the name of William Ingram. And now that investment's reaping dividends in Denver, Colorado. We could go on and on and on and on. Your investment is reaping dividends. I told you I'd be be short tonight. Let me give you this last point. Two of the servants made investments, but last of all, one of the servants made waste. Now turn back over quickly, if you will, to Luke chapter 19. And look, if you will, at verse number 20, and I'm done tonight. Luke 19, verse number 20. The Bible says, and another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up, thou, that laidest not down, and reapest that, thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant, thou knewest that I was an all man, taking up that I lay not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Look at verse 23. Wherefore? In other words, in other words, this master said, why didn't you at least do this? Wherefore, then gavest not thou my money into the bank, if you were not gonna invest it? Why didn't you at least deposit it into the bank? That at my coming, I might have required my own with usury. Hey, child of God, even if you don't invest your gift, which you're making a terrible mistake if you don't, but even if you don't invest your gift, at the very least, your gift ought to be stirring up some interest. Amen. Do you know that? Hey, we're on, we're, the wheels are on the runway. We're getting ready to pray. It'd be a sad, sad thing to be a member of the Calvary Baptist Church. And one of these days stand before a holy God knowing that God has given you a gift. And you know what you did? You hid it in a napkin the whole time. There it is, Lord. And God says, you should have invested that. You should have traded that. You should have impacted many lives. But at the very least, you should have brought some interest. We had a young couple that visited this church sometime back. Young couple, probably in their early 20s. And we began to talk and I said to them, I said, what, what encouraged you folks to come? Oh, they said, preacher, they said, we saw such a change in our dad's life. They said, he had such a temper. He would use words that he shouldn't use. And they said, preacher... When he started coming to Calvary, we saw such a change in our dad's life. This is what they said. We had to come here and see what was going on. You know what he did? He at least stirred up some interest. God's given you a gift. Are you investing your gift? I think about an unknown Sunday school teacher who made an investment. And it literally changed heaven and earth. There was a young man that had moved to northeast Massachusetts to work in his uncle's shoe shop. And the uncle said, listen, you can move up here. He said, I'll put you to work. But he said, there are two requirements. He said, number one, you've got to be obedient. You've got to listen to what I say. He said, number two, he said, you've got to attend attend the church where I go. And so this young man said, All right. He said, I'll do that. And so, uh, sure enough, uh, Dwight Lyman Moody moved to northeast Massachusetts. He began to work in his uncle's shoe shop and he began to attend his uncle's church and he joined a Sunday school class. But I'll be honest, he was pretty disinterested and wasn't really interested in Sunday school. But there was a Sunday school teacher that Dwight L. Moody had. His name was Edward Kimball. And Edward Kimball took Great concern with D.L. Moody. In fact, he got so concerned about D.L. Moody that he said, I'm gonna go to the shoe store where he works and I'm gonna talk to him. And so Edward Kimball went over to this shoe store and, and by the way, he was shy. He thought about not going in. He sat out in the parking lot for a little while and he thought, I, I need to talk to him. And he talked to him and, and sure enough, he mustered up the courage And Edward Kimball walked in the shoe stop and began to talk to Dwight Lyman Moody and led D.L. Moody to Jesus Christ. D.L. Moody became one of the greatest evangelists that the world's ever seen. In fact, they say that there were at least one million souls that were saved under his ministry. You see, Moody went on to Europe. He was preaching in Europe. And Moody decided to invest his gift. And while he was there, he influenced another man by the name of F.B. Meyer. F.B. Meyer became greatly used of God. F.B. Meyer decided to invest his gift and was greatly used to impact another young man by the name of J. Wilbur Chapman. And J. Wilbur Chapman led thousands to Jesus Christ as an evangelist. But later on, J. Wilbur Chapman retired. And when he retired, he decided to invest his gift in a former baseball player turned preacher his name was billy sunday and billy sunday became one of the most powerful evangelists in american history having over 1 million people saved in his ministry now get this now church while billy sunday was holding a crusade just down the road In Charlotte, North Carolina, some young people got on fire for God. And after that crusade, they were so moved. And they said, man, this is so great. This is so good. We got to do another one. And these young people who got a heart for God decided to to plan another crusade. And they asked a a man by the name of Mordecai Ham to come and preach that meeting. Mordecai Ham preached and the power of God was there. And one night, there was a young farm boy in that service. If I remember correctly, he was about 16 years old. And that night, as he heard the gospel, he walked the aisle. And Billy Graham gave his heart and life to Jesus Christ. Wait a minute now. What's your point, preacher? You know where all that started? One unknown Sunday school teacher decided to diversify. He decided to trade, He said, Lord, I don't have much of a gift, but maybe I can just lead this one man to Christ. And he did and changed the world. Hey, God's given you a gift tonight. Are you trading? Are you investing? Are you wasting? If you're wasting your gift, I'm going to ask you tonight to make a move. I'm going to ask you tonight to make your way to an old-fashioned altar. And do business with God. If you're here tonight, you say, preacher, I don't know what my gift is. I'm going to ask you to make a move tonight. Maybe come down to this altar tonight and say, Lord, would you show me what my gift is? God, preacher, said you've given me a gift. God, would you show me what my gift is? There's others of you here tonight, you know what your gift is. I'm going to ask you to make a move tonight. Maybe come down to this old-fashioned altar and say, Lord, is there any chance that you could anoint my gift? And use me to impact others for Jesus Christ. Hope you'll invest. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you so much for this time we've had together tonight. Lord, I pray that there'll be a lot of investors in this room tonight. We're thankful for these young men that have went out. Lord, it could be that there are many others. They need to go out from this church and make an impact on the world. Father, I pray that you'd give us some Sunday school teachers tonight that would come and say, Lord, help me to diversify. God, would you, give us some, would you give us some singers tonight? Would you give us some folks that have a voice? And tonight they would come and say, oh, God, would you anoint me? God, could you use me to make a difference for Jesus tonight? Lord, I pray tonight now that your you'll work in this service and in this invitation And all that's done, I pray, will bring honor and glory to our wonderful, glorious Savior, Jesus Christ. Have your way, please. Father, it could be, it could be, there's somebody here tonight. And like Miss Sarah, they're not sure about heaven. And tonight they need to come and get it nailed down. I pray you'll have your way. And we sure thank you in Jesus' name. Let's all stand tonight, if you would, please. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Hey, listen, would you make a move for God tonight? Are you investing? Are you investing the gift that God has given to you? Are you diversifying? You say, preacher, I don't know how to start. You start by just coming and saying, Lord, could you use me? Lord, would you use me? God, is there something I could do? God, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? God, would you touch me and use me? By the way, now, if you want to be used to bring glory to yourself, you're probably not going to get a whole lot of help. But if you'll come tonight and say, God, would you use me to make an impact for Christ's sake? You better watch out. You better get ready. Because God's getting ready to do something. While folks are on the altar, if you're here tonight, you say, preacher, I need to be saved. Listen, I want to encourage you to come. We're going to make our way to the main floor. And if if you have a need tonight, listen, you come while we wait. Miss Tammy's going to play. Folks are on the altar. You come tonight while we wait. bless you. Thank you for being faithful today. I appreciate that so much. We're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer. It's been a great day today. Let's walk out of here praising the Lord. It's been a wonderful day. God's good to us at Calvary Baptist Church. He's worthy of our praise. Amen. Now we have worship on Sunday, but don't let this be the only worship service you have all week. All right. You know what? You ought to have a worship service tomorrow sometime and a worship service on Tuesday and Wednesday and worship him every day. Man, he's worthy.